witches, wizards, muggles, half-bloods, campers, satyrs, nymphs and others. Welcome to Satyrs and Letters. Today me and Angel are going to discuss Severus Snape. We forgot to introduce her last time, so Angel. Hi guys, I'm Angel. We were both idiots at the time, so. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to discuss Severus Snape or like things we did not know about him like would jk rowling revealed earlier things we didn't like we don't remember at the moment like after reading the books so i've always hated snape but in the last book i felt like he redeemed himself yeah but still that doesn't mean he's a purely good person yeah like he was still I mean, all this time he was bad but then at the last yeah but think about like how he taught also he tried to kill a pet neville's pet by giving him testing his poison remember yes. i mean he's like a great character jk rowling has made such a good character and whether he's good or not is up for debate so instead we're going to discuss uh we're going to discuss that while i take out some unknown facts about snape uh from a website screenrun.com dot com He was the only death eater who could conjure a Pat- Patronus. Really? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because uh according to the website it's like I I've already known this because I've heard it on another podcast. So like you know uh in during the war the dementors were already like allies with lord voldemort right yes so there was no actual need for a death eater to have a patronus but because they're already dark and they're not going to harm them anyway because they're on the same side but snape yeah. likes lily right so he's in love with lily so his he's the only death eater probably like most i probably other than malfoy i don't know um he can actually his capacity for love was stronger than his pull towards the darkness i'm quoting that from the website yes. i cannot use that language so so his memories and feelings around growing up with lily brought snape his only true happiness and as such he was able to produce a full patronus otherwise the rest of the death eaters could not produce a patronus cuz they are dark and they cannot love so <laughs> so i think we already know this but he invented a number of spells and curses while still a student like think about it how do you invent a spell though do you need a spell to invent a spell maybe amira like that could be particular words maybe i mean is there a way to get angel here other than akio angel <laughs> we're on a call so if this quality is really bad like last time i apologize but it's quarantine here in india so can't do anything about it lockdown i mean <sighs> sad i've actually never met angel <laughs> yes that online call that's still not meeting that's still not as good as meeting 
I do too. So, where was I? Oh yeah. So he, um, wait, what was I saying? Okay, so while scripting this, I made a mistake. I highlighted it, you know, I highlighted it as the title and then there's supposed to be content, but then this sentence didn't need more like content supporting it so I thought the next line was content but then it was like no it was the next thing so anyway I'm sure you didn't understand what I just said but never mind moving on from this awkward moment um uh his you know though all the headmasters have like paintings after they die yeah in Hogwarts his took a while to appear it did not appear right away why? Because he was bad? Because he was secretly working at the best interest of the school and not everybody knew that. Except Harry because Harry announced it but then still it didn't like nobody was able to register it so they were like so J.K. Rowling once announced that like after Harry said that uh, Harry insisted that Snape's portrait should be on the wall right beside Dumbledore's. So yeah, then they put up. The last moment Harry had like, Yeah. Because of that. It was so sad. And uh, the last moment with Harry and Snape, I've written it as a last fact on this script. So, uh, yeah. It's his fault George Weasley lost his ear. Really? Snape is the one who uh, used Sectum Sempra and at George Weasley's ear. Like he was trying to stop yes, 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 another yes, yes. Death Eater from hurting jo um, yeah. one, I don't know whether it was George or one of the other people, but um, yeah, he but he accidentally hit George. Yes. And uh, next fact, Rita, 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 yes. Rita Skeeter published a book about him. I hate Rita Skeeter so much. She's a life ruiner. Like, she, you remember she published something about Hagrid, right? Oh, like he was a half giant. Yes. And people wrote to him like, uh, your mother was a half uh, was a giant, and if you had any decency, you would throw yourself, uh, you would drown yourself, or something like that. Like, how can someone write that? Oh my god. Anyway. Where are you getting all these facts from? I just told you. Screenrant.com Okay, that part was just like... Uh, he that wrote a letter thing. I just read the... I recently read the um, fourth book again. So that's why I remember. But now, Rita Skeeter published a book about him. So J.K. Rowling revealed this in a, like a 2007 chat, like with Bloomsbury. So Hogwarts head, I'm reading this out. Hogwarts headmasters in particular were subjected to her scandalously nasty, unauthorized biographies. She was the author of The Life and Lives of Albus Dumbledore, along with Armando Dippet, master of moron. 
J.K. Rowling also revealed in a 2007 Bloomsbury chat that Rita Skeeter even wrote one of her famously unpleasant books about Snape, entitled Snape, Scoundrel or Saint. Scoundrel or Saint? Okay. Despite what Harry or anyone else said to clear his name, it seems that no one was safe from her quick quotes quill. You know, I don't know, like, I searched some stuff about the quick quotes quill. Quick Quotes, quill, I can't say it. Say that ten times fast. Quick quotes, quill. Quick quotes, quill. No, quick quotes, quick. Quick quotes, quill. Quick quotes, quill. Quick quotes, quill. Quick quotes, quill. I cannot. Quick quotes, ill. Yeah. Quick quotes, ill. Quick quotes, ill. I cannot talk. Oh, I hate like this, you know, the tongue twisters, they're just... Yes, she sells seashells by the way. I was gonna say the exact Yeah! <laughs> I was gonna say... Like my mind. <laughs> we have telepathy. Yes, best friends telepathy. I know, legilimency. There are a lot of words I cannot pronounce in Harry Potter. This is why I call ourselves twin sisters. Yes. Actually, we're triplets. There's another... We have another best friend called Tanushka. Yeah. And we will get her on this podcast one day. She's just Very not... Soon. Yeah, she's just not free enough. Tanushka, if you're listening to this, hi. Hi. I will send you a link. So. Um, he was the youngest head of house and headmaster at Hogwarts. Which makes sense, because Dumbledore was still a teacher, right? While he was at school with Lily and all. Wasn't he? Maybe. I think Or was so. he a prefect? Like, but... Yeah. Was... I'm googling it. I'm so googling it. I did not think of this. Um, what were Tom Riddle and Snape in school at the same time? Because then uh, he was a prefect. Because then Dumbledore would be a prefect at the same time. No. No, it's not. No, no, no. So he was headmaster. Okay. Uh, I knew this, so... Like, um... Because it was written as a fact at the back of my book. So he is based on her chemistry teacher. Snape is based on J.K. Rowling's oh, chemistry yeah. teacher. Because, and he was a potions master because she hated chemistry. <laughs> so, this I'm quoting from the article again. Although Rowling has said that Snape was based on a combination of three people, only one <gasps> is... Oh my god. My sister interrupted. I'm really sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm going to start again. <laughs> Although Rowling has said that Snape was based on a combination of three people, only one has really come to light as direct inspiration. Appropriately, Snape's muggle counterpoint was Rowling's chemistry teacher in high school. John Nettleship taught the author sometime during her secondary school career from 1976 to 1983 at 
I cannot pronounce this, so I'm gonna say the spelling. W i e d e n. Wyden. Yidin. School in. Wyden. Okay. Wyden School in Sedbury, England. Like Snape, he was described as a particularly strict teacher with long black hair and a penchant for bullying students. Penchant. Penchant. Okay. And uh, I read somewhere that like. When this chemistry teacher found out that he was portrayed as Snape, uh, mm-hmm. he told uh, Rowling that I didn't think I was that bad. <laughs> I mean, like, because at that time we don't tell the teacher, and then when the teacher yeah. realizes, yes, they're like asking. Yeah, I am also like a little bit of an author, so like I base my characters on people. Just the people I hate are the people, are the villains, and the people I like are the people, like they are portrayed in a better light, just like Rowling. The word Rowling said about transgender rights, like transgenders are just really bad, though. Have you heard what she posted? Like she wrote hurtful comments on like transgenders. Yes. I yeah, it, like I used to really like her, and now it's just like. I mean, I still like her books, and yeah. the Potter universe is really inclusive, and what she wrote is just excluding all those people. I was like taken aback. Yeah, like I was like J K Rowling, what? <sighs> anyway. You can't just do that, you know. I mean, if she apologizes, that would be great. She should. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, his last name comes from a small village in England. Yes, I heard this one. You have? Yes. <laughs> yeah. As I had, I did not know this. So. Like in my old school, I had many friends who were Potterheads. Oh. Yeah, that's me. That's me. That is just me. Actually, when I was like in oh, probably like seventh grade, you're an army, right? Like you like BTS. Yep. So I had a lot of BTS friends, and at the time I just didn't get the hype. Now it's like I like the music, and yeah, I'm like a half fan, half. Average. I don't know. I. I mean, I'm a fan. Yeah, you could say. You just have to like them to be a fan. So. No, like literally, um, there were many friends who were coming into me. Like, I listen to BTS. BTS is so nice. BTS is great. And then my reaction was like, okay, fine. What will you do with BTS? Then once I heard their song, I mean, I was like in love with BTS. <laughs> like, what is wrong? With one moment I was like, okay, fine, it's just BTS. And in the second, like, second half, I was like, oh my god, I'm in love with BTS. <laughs> yeah, same. I. I mean, it's not sure happening with everything. Like, I feel I really like their old, like, old songs, like Fire. Fire is fire. Yeah. <laughs> fire is fire. Fire is fire. Yeah. Fire is also nice. I haven't heard it. I think I mean I've heard all of the songs. I just don't know their names. Yeah, 
because I put them on my like downloaded them and then I just listen to them but I don't check their names so I I've heard them but I don't know their names. <laughs> well, I've like heard almost all of their songs. Yeah, same. But I just don't know their names so don't ask me. <laughs> okay. Wow, where have we gone from Snape to BTS? From Snape to BTS. Okay. Um, as most Harry Potter fans will have undoubtedly noticed, J.K. Rowling has a passion for etymology. Often you can tell a lot about a character just by breaking down the meaning of their name. Yes, I love this. I always do this. Like I break down. Now I don't do it as much. But then I used to research a lot before the main character's names. Yep, me too. I'm like... Once I watched the first movie, I had to go on like on my laptop search for the news, search yep. about the history. I don't know why, I just love It's just nice, the history, like how it's like related to the character, how you can relate it yes. to the character. For me, it's like, now what I do is like, I make their birthday, like if someone I don't like, I'll make it the day before or after their birthday so that they won't notice <laughs> if it ever turns into a book or something. Okay, so some names are uh, some names for things are purely invented, while others are taken from existing words. So you know Nocturne Alley, right? Yeah. Spit it out. Spit the word out. Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley. Nocturne. Nocturne. Nocturnal. Nocturnally. But this blew my mind, like Nocturne Alley, Nocturnally, and Diagon Alley, Diagonally. You knew this? I did not know this. I mean, like, whenever I used to go to search for the cast members, some, like, you know, facts would pop up, so I would just click on them, and I'm like, this is interesting. Yes, I know, right? Some names are... Oh, yeah, I read this. <laughs> I also collect... Un- okay, so this uh, J.K. Rowling mentioned in a 2000 interview. I also con- collect unusual names and I take them from all sorts of different places. So, such as the case... Uh, this, co- this entire thing I'm quoting from the article, so I'm reading this out, okay? <laughs> such as the case with Severus Snape, whose last name Rowling took from an actual place in England a small village in Suffolk County, east of Cambridge and north of London, Snape boasts itself as the home of the of the British classical composer Benjamin Britten. It's unclear why she chose that village's name in particular. She may just have liked the alliteration along with it with Severus. Oh, Severus Snape, SS. I love alliteration. Yes, me too. No, I no. am amazing, Adya. <laughs> You are artistic angel. Yep, yeah, I'm artistic angel. I'm creative angel. I'm angel angel. Wait, you can't say creative angel. That's not an alliteration. Oh no no no! <laughs> you yeah, just realized that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I just went like I'm artistic. I'm creative. Creative. I'm angelic angel. Yeah, you're angelic angel. I like to call it angel angel. Yes. 
You're an angelic angel. Anyway. Uh, it's unclear why she chose that village. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. If you look up the origins of the word, however, it has an alternate spelling of sneep. And you know what that means? What? To be hard upon, rebuke, and my laptop went to sleep. And okay. Rebuke, revile, and snub. Really? Yes. <laughs> and now the article says, sounds like she picked the right word after all. <laughs> okay, so this I did not know. There's a lang Victorian language of flowers. I would love to learn it once I get to know what it is. <laughs> yes, it sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. So, this is like from uh, the website mentioned, like this is, came from Tumblr. So, despite its flaws, Despite its flaws, Tumblr can sometimes hold a wealth of legitim legitimate fan theories. Take a 2012 post by Tom Hiddles in which she makes the connection between Snape's first words to Harry and something called the Victorian flower language. The first thing Snape's a Snape asks Harry is, Potter, what would I get if I added a powdered root of asphodel? an infusion of wormwood. That's how he speaks. Okay, to me, I, I have a friend in Narukia. She can do a great impression the last time I met her and that was two years ago, but we're still on calls and I need to ask her if she can still do it. And I did not do this quote justice, so... According to the Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily According to the Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily. Yeah. I don't know what an asphodel is. I don't know what a wormwood is. Starts with A, right? Yes. The first thing Snape asks Harry is, what would I get if I added a powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? So according to the Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily. Get it? Do you? Meaning, my regrets follow you to the grave. Yep, I know. It's a flower. I'm talking about asphodel. Asphodel is a flower? Yeah. Yeah, asphodel is a type of lily. Lily is Mahari's mom. Okay, so it's a type of lily meaning my regrets follow you to the grave. And wormwood means absence and also typically symbolized bitter sorrow. If you combine that, it means, it meant I bitterly regret Lily's death. Mm, that's interesting. That you know, that is... Side by side, I'm searching the Greek mythology of Aphrodite. Oh yeah, read it out, read it out. That's great. It's like it says Greek myth, which is Hades. The Asphodel's Meadows is a section of the ancient Greek underworld where indifferent and ordinary souls were sent to live after death. Mm. Wow. Third place was where the evil and 
separate souls were sent to live out eternity in horrible punishment. That's interesting. That is really interesting. You know, I love breaking down these names and these flowers. And also, I need to take a moment. Yeah. And just be like, you are nailing this podcast thing. You are actually researching. And oh my God, everybody, clap. Yes. Like usually, I invite, I once uh, in my previous podcast, which I deleted, I invited someone... I'm not going to name who and it was really awkward they were not researching anything and stuff like that I didn't expect them to because like you know I didn't want to be rude I just wanted someone to have conversation with but bro <laughs> you are researching like I did like you just talking is enough like you researching that's like the best thing you can do that's thank you like additional information because yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Greek legend, the Aphrodite is one of the most famous of the plants connected with the dead and the underworld. Oh, so yeah, Lily is dead, Aphrodite, and Lily, Aphrodite is a Lily. Wow, this is sad. <laughs> this is just sad. So the next para. Sorry. Main thing what I love to do is history. I love to research about history of like things, the names, the like. Oh, I like, yeah, the origins. Origins. The origins. I just find all of them so interesting. Yeah. Yes, I love it. So, uh, the next para of the article is like. Before you blow off that as just an interesting fan theory, you should know that Portomo did a short feature on how Snape and Lily's story was in- entwined through his this symbolic language. Along with mentioning some of the potion ingredients Snape rattles off to Harry, it also examines the connection between and meaning behind Lily, Petunia, her sister, and Severus' names. Another amazing example of how J.K. Rowling created multiple layers of meaning throughout Harry Potter, even in the very first book. And actually, a few years ago, I actually read that article, and I found the article article again. At the time, last, a few years ago, I didn't understand it. I find it, found it boring. But I read it through again. Interesting, you can check it out if you want. You can just search. Um, I'll check, yeah. No, I'm telling the listeners, but yeah, you can also do that. <laughs> like, you can just search the Victorian language of flowers and just search about it. Okay, so he used to have a beard. Really? In his illustrations, if you check Snape illustrations, you will see him depicted with a beard. And I never, I've seen those illustrations and I never took it into account that he had a beard. Does he look weird? No, he looks the same. Like, it's not a thick beard, it's just a, probably like a pencil Beard. Wait, let me just Google it. Like just a mustache or with a beard? It's a beard. Um, what's it called again? Snape illustration. Nine. Snape illustration. Wait, give me a minute. Snape illustration. Oh my god, I can actually... No. Snape J.K. Rowling illustration. They're getting fan art. J.K. illustration. Found it? 
you will not even like blink and register that he has a beard. It's just wait, I'll send it to you. That's my guinea pigs. Sorry. <laughs> Do you see it? Yes. He has a beard. You can't. You don't even blink, right? I never my real. God. Yeah. I'm not like, I just, I'm just saying it. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't look like, now. like it looks just like the snake. I didn't even register that the beard was there. Like what the, I thought there must be like, I don't know, wrinkles. I don't know what I thought. I just thought it would be, but like, I'm not blinking right now, seriously. <laughs> like, I didn't even, like, Without even blinking at it, I was just like, oh, he looks exactly the same as though Alan Rickman, how he looked like. But this is like, he has a beard and, oh my god. What? <laughs> you know, Alan Rickman actually, okay, so this is the next part, you want to listen? Or, yeah. like, are you, are you done? Okay. Yeah. Alan Rickman kept a, kept a secret about Snape till his death. A moment. Uh, wait. A moment of silence for Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Okay. So, in numerous interviews over the years, especially after the release of the seventh Harry Potter book and the final film in 2011, fans and reporters alike asked Alan Rickman, "Well, when? Oh my God! I cannot read. I sh I can read." I just can't do it today. <laughs> Whether he knew what was going to happen in terms of Snape's reveal. Each time Rickman was asked, he only refuted the claim that he knew everything, but did confirm that Rowling had given him one tiny clue that drove his performances through every film. However, he wouldn't... Okay. Give me five minutes. My guinea pigs are attacking chloroform. Five minutes. I have removed it. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. To everybody. <laughs> okay. However, he would never reveal exactly what that information was. I promised her that I never would and I never have. And he really did never has. He told New York Times in interviewer Patrick Healy in 2012. It's just sad. Yeah. After but Rickman's... I'm just eager to know what that secret is. Yes, it's there. That's what the next paragraph is, which you just interrupted me. Oh, <laughs> After Rickman's untimely death earlier this year, not this year, this was an old article, I'm sorry. One fan took to Twitter, hoping Rowling would finally reveal the secret. Luckily, she obliged and replied, 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 wow, Adia, replied, became replied. Replied, my God. Luckily, she obliged and replied back with the reveal. I told Alan what lies behind the word always. So even though he might 
not have known that Snape was a double agent or every detail to his backstory, Rickman knew the underlying driving factor for everything. Snape's love for Lily. And this is all I'm quoting from the article and it says, pass the tissues, please. Seriously. Okay, this is just sad. Okay, so anyway, this is now uh, the article not from ScreenRant.com. Uh, this is now from the Wizarding World website. Okay. I've taken all this info from different websites. I've done my research, okay? I've done my homework. Okay, so now these are from the Wizarding World website. And Snape was the only one who inadvertently taught Harry his most used spell, the one that would end Lord Lord Voldemort. Oh. Expelliarmus. He taught him Expelliarmus. Yeah, I remember with Gilded from a Lockhart. In the second book, they had done that defense uh, program thingy. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he taught him he is the one who taught him Expelliarmus and that's like his signature spell yeah. <sighs> okay so the next Harry once spent an evening in Snape's family hometown without him realizing it do you know when? I bet you don't know when. This will blow your mind. Probably. I have no idea whether you already know this. So, um, you remember when they were getting the letters, they went away to Cokesworth? Yeah. They went to a hotel and then later they went to a village, near a village. That was Lily Snape's and Petunia's village Vernon was driving to. He spent an entire evening no. there. My God. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. This is on like thousand claps. Like. Now we can like, you know. Instead of doing thousand, we can just do one clap and do it times thousand. Yes, times <laughs> thousand. Basically, as much as I don't like uh, J.K. Rowling for writing those stuff, I still feel like the amount of effort she put into like just writing, like the places, she even put the dates, you know, like you will find the dates also like for example if she says um 7th and it was a monday it was actually that in that um, in that year in that month it was actually the same it correlated she didn't just put random stuff except in uh, probably the fourth book okay. it's exact it's accurate p <sighs> J.K. Rowling once apologized for killing Snape. Really? Why? 
I'm reading out it out right now. Um, in 2017, J.K. Rowling marked the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts by apologizing for killing off arguably the most divisive character in the series. Rowling agrees that Snape will always be too grey to truly like, saying in one tweet, You can't make him a saint. He was vindictive and bullying. You can't make him a devil. He died to save the visiting world. Let the Snape debates roll on. I quoted the article. Seriously, Snape is a huge debate, just whether he was good or bad. And I have no idea what to say. Like, he was both... He was a... He was... You could say he had a personality of both. Yeah, like... Good and bad. It was his love for Lily that he saved, probably that saved the Wizarding World in my eyes. Yeah. At that moment, he remembered her the most and then tried to do something for her. In fact, he even asked Voldemort to just take his son, Lily's son and um, husband, but just save Lily. Like, kill off the Harry and his her husband, but yes. not Lily. Like, that's how much... Oh my god. So, I mean, I don't know what to make of that, but yeah, let's just, let's move on. Severus Snape is mentioned exactly 1,849 times throughout the run of the series. So many times? Yes. Wow. That is just... <sighs> yep. And now the end. This is what I was talking about. When Snape was dying, Snape says to Harry to look at him before he died so that he could look at Lily Potter's eyes one last time. Yes. <laughs> like that, I think that's probably the last thing he wanted to see before he died. Just her eyes. Yes, because he loved Harry Potter the most. Yes. And I think he found like he said, I think he told him once that your eyes are exactly like your mother's. Okay. That's a movieism. That's that's the movieism. That's like oh in the movie he says that you have your mother's eyes. But in this yeah. in the book he's just like, look at me and then he dies. I mean, like, when that, there's that moment when you feel like, yeah, he should die. But then, like, when you hear the last words of theirs, which are, like, heart, like, they touch your heart. I mean, it's... Like, no, no, they should not die, they should not die. I mean, he's just like any other character. He has flaws. Yeah. And he's, and he's what makes, like, the Harry Potter, like, so interesting. Like, he's so debatable, and it makes it interesting. I need to have a debate about Cursed Child with an... Because I just don't like it. Have you read it? No. I Like, uh... What I've heard is, like, the book is terrible and I've read it and I have the online version. I can even send it to you if you want. Yes, please. Um, but... It's just... 
that it was not a book right it was supposed to be a play it's a play right so you can't really put the emotion and stuff into it that's what, but when you're in like the play it's like much better and there's the emotions there otherwise it's just words on paper I still don't believe that Harry was that rude to him. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. And um, you can follow me at CatLuckyCharm on Instagram. And at CatLuckyCharm at, uh, on Wattpad as well. If you want to read one of, uh, one of my stories. So, bye!